Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. Well, that was an old-fashioned, passionate ass-kicking. Um, I was wrong. I liked Tampa. You liked Dallas. I did have the under. Welcome to First and Pod. Super wild card edition. Subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend. Danny Parkins, Andrew Filipponi. That's the last we see of Tampa and Tom Brady together, Pony, tonight? Yeah, unless they have some kind of Hail Mary effort to... Uh make changes there that placate him. Bill O'Brien is an offensive coordinator. I've seen that out there. Uh, how about Bill O'Brien as the head coach of the team? I think that would be preferred. He was disastrous as a GM, much better as a coach when just left to coach and not make diabolically bad trades like he did in Houston. But it just, yeah, it feels like it's run its course Brady at other times this season had checked out. I felt like I had taken crazy pills. The amount of people that just wrote the Cowboys off and thought an eight and nine team that they were going to waltz in this game and have a walk in the park. So I do feel good about that. I also feel better about my Cowboys going to the Super Bowl prediction after the way they played in this game tonight. So, yeah, they, um, they looked really good. D- Dak, after the first three and out, was spectacular. Like, that might have been the best I've seen Dak Prescott play, honestly. Like, he he was completely locked in. Um, the pass rush was locked in. Now, Olavsky is saying that the Bucks knew all the – that they knew all the Bucks plays. Have you seen that? I He's saw that, that they, 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 they knew the defensive hand signals. And that so, this is like a Spygate situation, that they it was like a New England scenario, not through camera work, of course, or technology, but through good old-fashioned Yeah, I mean, it could be through scouting, right? It could, it could be legally. Um, <laughs> I, it could be. You could steal signs legally in baseball. You could also steal signs illegally in baseball. 
I don't know. I mean, that, that's a hell of an allegation by Orlovsky. I saw no, it. No, but I don't think he was saying there was anything nefarious about it. I think he legitimately thought they were doing it on the up and up. That's yeah, like they were tipping their pitches. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it would explain a lot because, I mean, Dak went from leading the league in interceptions to carving up a defense that had Akeem Hicks and had Vita Vea and – on the other side of the line, Ryan Jensen played for the first time, and the receivers were all out there together, Evans, Godwin, and uh, Julio. So, you know, yeah, I, I bought into Dallas is turning the ball over, and and Tampa was healthy and at home. Let, I, I bought let's, into it. Let's be completely transparent about this, though. If Brady did not have, and it's a hard thing to just block out, if he did not have seven Super Bowl rings – if he wasn't the greatest quarterback of all time, we would have been talking more, meaning the national media, about Brady being Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins, if not for his reputation going into this game. And that's why the offseason now is going to be interesting because he can't move. He can, He is He is a statue quarterback. Yep. And how many of these coaches' bright offensive minds – are going to want a quarterback who is legitimately no threat to run. None whatsoever. Like, I don't think he's as attractive. You know, the whole second half speculation turned into, of course, because the game sucked. Well, that and Maher missing kicks was, where is this guy going to go next year? And I'm wondering, is he going to have to do one of these Brady, don't pay me, I'll basically pay for nothing to allow you to circumvent the salary cap type deals to make himself appealing to these teams, Danny. I think that's what it's going to take. Have well, to take. I mean, well, so there's there's two things there. One, it depends how badly he wants to win. Because there are just not enough good quarterbacks in the NFL. Tom Brady is still a top 32 quarterback in the NFL. So he might not get to go to San Francisco. Is he top 10? No. Is he top 15? I don't know. Somewhere around... Top 15, top 20, somewhere in there. Is he better than Kirk Cousins? No. Oh, God. Dude, I thought I thought Cousins was pretty good this weekend, honestly. I mean, until the check down at the end, which was completely indefensible. I didn't think that Kirk Cousins was the biggest problem with the Vikings. Not even close. It was their defense. Uh, I, You're right. He, he's, he's a statue, but someone is going to be left in the game of musical chairs uh, without a place to sit. Well, okay, but that's way different than 49ers, team that's close to winning a championship. All Correct. of these. Yeah, I mean, that's, Correct. that's way different than that. Yeah, I mean, uh, absolutely. He's obviously smart. He gets the ball out quick. You would want to have a very good offensive line. I don't think he's going to want to go out this way. He had his moments. The arm was clearly there. He dealt with a lot of personal stuff. He actually showed some mobility in the first quarter. Had a nice little scramble play. Twitter he also showed him. some mobility when he tried to basically Lionel Messi a guy and so pull a dirty, Mac dude. Jones in this game. So, so How does good. that, by the way, it's a blowout ugly game. How does ESPN, you've got Aikman in the booth. How do you not replay that and ask for his opinion on it? What are we I, doing here? Yeah, protecting him. Protecting him. He should get crushed tomorrow. If that was Mac Jones, he'd get crushed tomorrow. Yeah. And you know, you know, like it absolutely, totally worthwhile 
uh, to bring up. Was shocked that it was only a thing on the internet. Um, the Cowboys are the team that is advancing, though, or that are advancing. And Mike McCarthy passed up a field goal late, which surprised me. Well, it didn't surprise me because the guy can't fucking make an extra point. Okay. Okay. But hold on. Then they then they have to cut him. You the game was over. You were up four scores in the fourth quarter. I, I think they should. But I'm saying I'm saying you you have to. Because if if you're gonna trot him out in the divisional round, he had a good season. You would you could say, well, he made that field goal and it settled down and he had a good week of practice or whatever. But like if you don't if you allow his next kick to be in a game, you can't. He's going to carry that over with him. So I just, I was just surprised. What's the difference between missing five kicks and missing four kicks? Now he made like, the extra point after he may, after he missed four, he made the fifth one. But like, yeah, to me, I still would have no level of trust in him whatsoever. So no, I, you know, gotta, I, I, think I, I think that Dallas is going to figure is going to get a new kicker. Um, for the divisional after he had an awesome season. That's crazy. And McCarthy saved his job. He'll be back now. I have to give him at least credit for something this year, and that is he had good coordinators. And I think that's a big deal when you're a coach who you surround yourself with. Dan Quinn is one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. Now, maybe he leaves for a head coaching gig. I wouldn't hire him, but somebody might. And Kellen Moore is one of the better offensive coordinators in the NFL. So McCarthy still often gets game management calls wrong. But John Harbaugh did Sunday night, and he's considered to be one of the best at it. So I actually, even though it has been, I think, very popular to bash Mike McCarthy at every turn, it's back-to-back 12-win seasons now. He didn't have Dak Prescott for a big chunk of this year. And he just beat Tom Brady in a playoff game. He's back. I I agree that he's not going to get fired. I thought that Kellen Moore in particular, though, I mean, the guy's calling the plays and Dak Prescott had that type of game. I was very impressed with it. And I admit my bias against giving McCarthy credit. But I will give him credit. Um, Troy Aikman had a comical moment in that game. Oh, my God. The one-yard line thing. Oh, that was just Dude, it was chef's kiss perfect. He's like, Joe, I think I'd take the points. Touchdown, Dallas. <laughs> like, uh, also, did you see the dude miss an extra point before that and miss an extra point at the end of the Washington game? That ain't a guaranteed field goal either right now. We're not talking about the rest of the NFL kickers. No. I mean, even if you had Justin Tucker, it would be a bad decision to kick there. Yeah, I just – I couldn't – like – at some point, and we can use this to kind of catapult into the the rest of the slate from the weekend because I, I have a similar point off of. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chargers and Jaguars. But whether it's a analytics person in the booth or an analytically inclined producer, which I think they have, or they all have, or just it should be a prerequisite of the analysts who make eight figures to at least understand the other side. Because what infuriates me is Aikman says I would take the points. McCarthy goes for it. They score the touchdown. There is no praise on the back end for rewarding the analytically sound slash aggressive decision. However, if they would have not gotten the touchdown, you know on the back end, they get crushed for not, quote, taking the points, which as you pointed out, it's not as if making these kicks is a guarantee. And the same thing happened in Chargers-Jaguars. When the Jaguars get, well, I'll do it in order. When it's 30 to 20 and Brandon Staley elects to kick a field goal to try to turn a two-possession game into a two-possession game, what the hell happened to my guy Brandon Staley? And Dicker misses it. And he misses the 40-yarder. No one questions, hey, maybe you should have gone for it on fourth and short to try to ice the game and go up three scores when there's less than nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, even though that was an obvious go-for-it situation. They're just like, ah, kicker missed it. What does Trevor Lawrence do? Two and a half minutes later, he's in the end zone. They are going to go for the extra point to cut it to 30-27. to Bosa slams his helmet, gives him an extra yard. He then makes the quote-unquote aggressive, analytically-minded decision to go for two, 30-26. They get it. No praise for the analytics, no praise for the aggression. And I do it's like the they only will compliment the conservative old school approach on the back end, and they will only criticize the analytically aggressive decisions when they don't work. They play the results. It's infuriating. And Buck and Aikman have such a good relationship where I want a back and forth between those two guys. I want Buck to kind of break Aikman's balls and say, good call, Troy, after that touchdown. They've worked with each other for 20 years. They should be able to, you know, jab each other and goof on each other like that after Aikman, as the guy is walking in, says, it's the wrong call. That's what I don't get. Like, where is the repartee there between two guys they can't have that conversation joe can't have can't joy joe can't make troy look bad and that's i think i see i i think they can i think that they are all so ingrained in take the points culture that they just don't even think about it Hmm. so it that stuff's just infuriating in game so I, I brought up Chargers Jaguars. Let's skip that ahead of of Bills and Dolphins. It was the third biggest comeback in NFL playoff history. Uh, Jaguars advance. Chargers lose. 
as we're taping this on a Monday night, Brandon Staley has kept his job. When we remember that game in 10 years, do you think it will be more about Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars coming back? Because that's how we talk about it. Third biggest comeback in playoff history. Or will it be a prominent chapter in the Chargering and another Chargers collapse? So I think that my first guess would be it's more about the Jaguars' comeback. That would be my first guess. Because the Oilers-Bills game is much more about Frank Reich and the Bills in retrospect than it is the Oilers. Now, the fact that they've moved might have changed that a little bit, that there's not like that kind of agony that's associated with that franchise. And I don't really hear Andy Reid ever get killed for that Colts loss. No, that's, the- that one's also more about Andrew Luck. Probably yeah, like, do you ever hear when we bring up like, Andy Reid and where he ranks among coaches. Well, hold on a second. Remember what he did? That's why the... It, it, um, it, maybe, it maybe would if he didn't get the Super Bowl, but I Well, hear that's you. why, again, in some of these situations, you're talking about producers. Now, one person on ESPN this morning when Rick when Rex Ryan was basically saying that Brandon Staley couldn't coach his Pop Warner team because he didn't take points and he didn't do old school by the book, Nobody wanted to say Andy Reid blew a bigger lead. Nobody wanted to say that, huh? Like that just, no one knew that or didn't want to say it. Like, I don't, I don't get it sometimes with this shit. Um, No, I think it'll, I think it'll be about Jacksonville and how Lawrence had maybe the worst first quarter by a quarterback in a playoff game and somehow recovered from that to win a game and outduel another young quarterback. Yeah, I think if Staley would have gotten fired, it would have felt a little bit more like it would have been the Chargers. But for Trevor Lawrence, it feels like the first signature moment of a potentially great all-time career. I I mean, 28-3 to happened, and we're talking about Dan Quinn getting another job. It's not a scarlet letter for him, evidently. And he did that on the biggest stage. It's more about the greatness of Brady. So why can't the same thing be true about Trevor Lawrence? It should be. No, and I, and, I, and listen, I mean, I, I, as always, I think it can be a combination of, of both, right? Like the Chargers have this long history of messing up. It was baffling. Only, what, what was it, seven rushing attempts uh, or eight rushing attempts after they, they took the big lead the, the entire game. Not letting well, the that's play- why I actually think, and I like Eckler and fantasy, but I think Eckler is actually an overrated player. Well, I he's just, just don't. A, he's a limited player. He's a, he's a great touchdown guy and he's a great dual threat guy, but he's not a 15 plus carry pound the rock guy. Exactly. And you know who turned into that tonight just to go back for a second? Pollard. Holy shit. That's another thing I got to give Dallas credit for for a second. They started with him and they rode his ass the entire game. And after it was a negative start by both sides, there was a dump-off play that looked like it should have gone for like a three-yard loss. And he bounced off guys like a pinball for like four yards. And I'm like, okay, this prick came to play tonight. And from there, it was all gravy for Dallas. That was their first good positive play. That guy's good, really good. He's awesome, but they already paid Zeke big money. Are they going to also pay Pollard in a market that has Saquon and Josh Jacobs and David Montgomery and Pollard and a bunch of good running backs in the drafts? Like, 
I, I, I agree. I think Pollard's awesome, but weird year for the uh, running back free agent market. Speaking of broadcast, by the way, I think that every ounce of criticism being directed at Al Michaels and Tony Dungy for Chargers Jaguars is 100% justified. And I saw that Al Michaels said it was internet compost Great to Andrew Marchand in a text on the post. Dude, no, it wasn't. Listen, he is a Mount Rushmore all-time great. Al Michaels' voice sounds like big games. I'm not taking anything away from that dude's career. You and I could do this for 50 years. Our combined accolades would not be 10% of what that dude has accomplished. However, when Trevor Lawrence gets that two-point conversion and he goes, Lawrence reaches it across, two-point game. I'm like, that's an all-time play. Okay, I have a couple of theories. This is the third biggest comeback in playoff history. Can I get a little excitement, please, Al? I have a couple theories. Tony Dungy uh, is a corpse. <laughs> and, he's, and he's a vampire who sucked the life out of the booth. That's my, um, that's my thought. I think Michael's bet the Chargers. He's an L.A. guy. He always talks about point spreads. I think he was watching the team he bet on and was rooting for just evaporate in real time. And that was his honest emotion. And he can't say that he had action on him because Bernie Kosar is getting fired for shit like that. And he doesn't want to jeopardize all that Amazon money. So that's, that's one of my theories. The other one is, I do think he was, he's, he was never this broadcaster in the past. So this, this is a tougher one for me, but like, isn't Summerall kind of celebrated for never saying anything? Like, isn't that oh, kind of the iconic? Dude. Yeah, that was not letting the 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 images tell the story. You can still have your octaves raise when Trevor Lawrence air Jordans over the line of scrimmage for a two point yeah. conversion. Yeah. I mean, yeah, call the moment, have your voice go up a notch or two, and then get out of the way. And let see, the my perspective is so far off on this because I bet the Chargers, and I was just like turning into a puddle on my couch. So I wasn't cognizant of like there not being enough gusto in a call because I was just basically catatonic at that point. You know, my theory was, and maybe this is just ageist of me in his final call. He also talked about like, like leading up to the game winning field goal. He's like, this could this will set up a long flight back to LA. <laughs> I think he was tired and he had flown a long way and he thought like he thought he was like he's just not interested in being a 78 year old man who had to fly five and a half hours across the country after the game I think he was tired I, and and I genuinely think that there's no reason that Tony Dungy should be in that spot you know what's not getting enough um conversation from that game in my opinion like, all the in-game stuff with Staley is obviously, by the time we're talking about it, that was a Saturday night game. It's basically been picked apart. Like, this is like you put out a spread for a party and, like, most of the stuff that people don't like are just kind of left over there. So, it's hard to really add anything that's totally unique to this conversation. But I'll try with this. I don't think Staley – I don't think enough's been written or talked about the Staley-Bosa 
aspect of that game. Like, the dude is flipping out. He's spiking his helmet. Staley goes and picks it up for him, hands hilarious. it back to him, and he spikes it again. Like, how about have some control over your players? Like, I'm reading today about how, oh, the players like Staley? Yeah, because they probably walk all over the fucking guy. Like, how do you, how is more not done there to try to get, even like, the, where are the other veterans on that team? Where's Derwin James? You know, where are the guys to get his head back in that game? Because well, he was doing that, was that the, thing, the whole night. That was the thing that I thought escaped criticism. How about make a play? Bosa didn't make an impact play. All he did was bitch about holding penalties the entire game. Correct. That's all he did. Correct. Or false starts. Yeah. I, 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 he was for a superstar. It was a complete no show. Um, the other thing that I thought off of that game that it, it got, it got some love because Peterson, you know, he had the fourth down attempt early. Uh, he had the awesome fourth and one play call to ETN around the right end. And then he had the two point conversion. Uh, and then obviously we've seen him, you know, Philly special and he won and he did it with Nick Foles and aggressive calls and taking over urban Meyer and winning season, winning a division, now winning a playoff game, getting Trevor Lawrence's career on track. You got five coaches better than him? Like uh, I ranked him ahead of Tomlin before the season started and got eviscerated by Steelers players for it. That crushed me. That slid into my DMs and ripped me. and said I didn't know what I was talking about. And I wanted to screenshot those and send them back out when the game ended Saturday night. But I've matured and grown up a lot as a human being in the last few years. Yeah, you could have fooled me. Um He's awesome. Yep. He is awesome. Yes, he is. Like, I, I, I'd have to do my list to see if he actually is top five, but it, it's close. It's real close. I, I just, everything you read about that guy, everything you hear from players, and then the in-game aggression and the progress, just, he impresses the hell out of me, man. Um, all right, Buffalo, Miami. Did that Bills team that just beat Skylar Thompson by three and a defense that allowed 31, does that look like a team that's ready to make a Super Bowl run to you? No, it didn't. I mean, I I don't see how you could watch that game and come away with that answer. That, like, that was a statement to the rest of the league that they're ready to take no prisoners. But I'll say this, you know, outside of San Francisco, there really wasn't another team this weekend who did. You know, the Bengals didn't. The no, Bills the Bengals didn't. had, what, 250 yards of offense? The Bengals didn't. The Bills didn't. The Jaguars were down 27 to nothing. The Giants aren't a contender. Cowboys were um, pretty good. The Cowboys did, right. But... As far as the AFC goes, like nobody in those three games really looked like if they played that game at Arrowhead that they would win. Well, I guess not an Arrowhead for Buffalo would be in Atlanta, but you get what I'm saying. Like that effort was not going to be good enough for them to beat 
Reed and Mahomes. No, no, a, no AFC team played an A or even a B, B plus game this week. No, no question. That's true. I, I was not surprised by the carelessness of Josh Allen because how could you be given his affinity for turnovers and high risk, high reward plays? I was surprised how high scoring it was and that even with, because it wasn't like bubble screen to Tyreek Hill. He runs away from everybody. Like that was like pretty consistent, not fluky in your house. Skylar Thompson moving the ball, carving you up. I mean, it could have been worse. Waddle had a couple of big drops. Like, that, that Miami was doing what it wanted to on offense. Miami lost the game when on third and 19, they had Thompson throw the ball backed up in his own end. That was yeah. the game right there. That interception changed the game. And if not for that, maybe they, they pull the upset. There's a difference between being aggressive, which I like, and just being reckless. And that was just an uncalled for play. Like, I don't even think like they're, Obviously, if you have Josh Allen, you roll the dice there, but you got to know who you're playing with in that situation, my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I agree. They just they just started so flat and with the drops and they got themselves into a hole and, you know, overcame it and it was close the rest of the way and everything. But it just it felt like it felt like if that game like started in the second quarter and then they played four quarters. Like they just like gave them like a chance to like kind of calm down and get into the game that Miami would if it, if it was a five quarter game, it felt like Miami was going to win. Um, so but I mean, but again, since he wasn't that impressive either. So I don't have a strong well, feel. The only thing I'll say about Buffalo, I do think they get this pass. They knew they were playing a bad team. And I think human nature set in a little bit. They Maybe. got up so big in the first quarter. They thought, oh, what the hell? We can, like, now we can go for style points. And that's when Allen really just started going bombs away. And they really weren't taking what the defense gave them. And so I don't want to rule that out as um, a reason why the game got close. And, you know, it almost, it's like Rocky won. You know, Apollo went out there, just thought he could goof around with Belbow until he got punched in the face a few times. And, you know, they realized it was a fight in the second half. But at that point, Miami had some confidence and felt like they could win the game. And there's pros over there on defense. And obviously with their skill, with with their wide receivers. So that's the only thing I'll say about Buffalo is I understand how or why they took their foot off the gas the way that they did in that game. Yeah, and I mean, that's possible. So they've now won Cleveland, Detroit, New England, the Jets, Miami, Bears, Patriots, Miami. So Bills have won eight straight, and they get the Bengals, who in the third matchup with an awesome defense, an AFC North battle, Tyler Huntley, um, they struggled. That game could have gone either way. More injuries for Cincinnati. But did how, how, did how ugly that game was for the Bengals make you doubt them? I'm just kind of curious, like both teams didn't look good. Both teams have Super Bowl aspirations. 
who do we doubt more? Bengals or Bills? Well, the Bengals had the Bengals had tangible things happen to them that I think are harder to get over, like their offensive line injuries now. Yeah, right. Right tackle, right guard, Jonah Williams. That now, right? They're going to have three backups on the offensive line for this game. And their left guard was like the weakest of the entire group, who's still healthy. He's a late round pick. He's a day three pick rookie. Yep. So you're kind of back to where you were in the playoffs last year. So, you know, to defend them a little bit, you could say, well, it wasn't a hindrance. It didn't prevent them. Burrow got sacked a million times in Tennessee. You know, he wasn't protected in the first half of the Kansas City game. They still found a way to get to the Super Bowl. But I don't think lightning is going to strike twice here. Um, I don't feel as good about them as I did a couple of weeks ago before Kappa and Collins got hurt. I think, you know, those guys, Collins more, like, I think Collins is a good pass protector and bad run blocker. I might have that flipped, but I know he's really good at one thing and kind of average at the other. Um, you know, they I think didn't you run do the, have it flipped. Okay. They didn't run the ball well in the game either. So well, no, I mean, but no, nobody runs on Baltimore, man. I think that, that to me, that's the thing. Like the Ravens defense is playing awesome since they got Roquan. And that's not what Buffalo's defense is. So I think that to me of the two games, Buffalo's struggles were more alarming because of the turnovers and Skylar Thompson. Whereas Harbaugh, you've talked a lot about how great he is as a road playoff coach, their defense, how tough those AFC North battles were like, the total in that game was only 40. Like yeah. that that game played to basically the expectation. Oh, and by the way, we are undefeated in giving out show bets. Yes, we are. 4 and 0 in giving out show bets because it, it was a struggle. Uh but the uh the Giants Bengals teaser came home for us. Giants was easy, Bengals was a sweat the whole way. But um we are 4 and 0 in first and pod show bets. And, and so, yeah, I, I think that, like, between the two teams, I'm willing to give Cincy a little bit more of a pass because Baltimore's defense is awesome and their coach is awesome. Uh, but I don't really have a great feel for that game next week. I could – I mean, to me, that is – Bills-Bengals is the definition of a toss-up. Yep. And it, for me, it's right there when we preview the games on Thursday, but – I think it's the best of the four games in the divisional round that matchup because they were both viewed as Super Bowl yeah. contenders. So it's not it's not quite Chiefs and Bills last year, but it's probably among the four this year. Maybe not head and shoulders better, but I think the clear choice to be the best game. I think the Baltimore and you get the Demar Hamlin, the fact that they didn't get to play it a yeah. couple of weeks ago. I, I think the Baltimore loss is almost equally compelling to me, if not more interesting to me than who the Bengals are moving forward, because it's, you know, people were saying, Oh, there actually isn't that much bad blood there. You know, there were some, some people were trying to mask or paper over what looked like a clear falling out. The guy didn't Lamar didn't make the trip to Cincinnati. It's done. He's not going to be there next year. I don't see 
I don't unless Steve Biscotti, the owner, just tells the front office and coaches, give this guy what he wants, basically hand him a blank check, which I don't see coming. I don't think he'll overstep his bounds. He's not going to play there again, Danny. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. I heard Mark Schlereth on Nick's show today, uh, First Things First on Fox Sports 1. Very good show. Check it out. Uh, he's a yep. big supporter of First and Pod. Uh, say, you know, if, if the issue is swelling, you don't put guys on planes because that could, you know, uh, help delay it. Um, but even if, even if you say him not traveling with the team, even if you say that's a non-story, the Instagram post isn't <laughs> like, you know, the Instagram post about like taking care of what got you there and you will be rewarded and all that. Like everyone was talking about that being about his relationship with the team. I read that about his taking care of his body. Like he was questioned by ex players. You know, Sammy Watkins was like, gotta get out there. I'm like fucking Sammy Watkins. Yeah. I got hurt a hundred times in his career. Like, uh, Mike Vick, like put a brace on and go play. I mean, what what are these guys talking about? Like he, you're, you're doing that to like a like one of your NFL player brothers who is dealing with an injury and telling you that he's hurt. I was shocked at that. Like I know it's a playoff game and all of that, but like with all the money on the line and the injuries and how much players stand up for each other, I was a little surprised that there was any dissension among the ranks uh, from former players. I think it gets worked out one way and one way only if they meet his price. Which they won't do. Correct. But money could heal a relationship. But if but I think he knows they're not going to come with that offer. That's why they both played it the way that they did. I, I think you're right. And I don't think that there's any guarantee that the franchise tag resolves this because we see guys hold out under the franchise tag all the time. And I could easily see Lamar saying, trade me. Tag and trade. Plenty of teams would trade for Lamar Jackson. I don't know who, but again. Do you think he'd play on the tag for another team? No, I think that he would. No, well, because if you trade for Lamar Jackson, you are willing to pay Lamar Jackson. No, but can he play on the tag for a team? He can, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I but I think I think that like it would be one of those things where it would say, okay, Vegas, you're gonna trade your first round pick, you're gonna trade the the what do they have? The seventh pick in the draft. You know, just as a hypothetical, they probably wouldn't do that. But seventh pick in the draft for Lamar. Because I was just gonna say if, million if, a year. if he would be willing to go the Kirk Cousins route and go tag tag deal. Tag, tag, deal. Yeah. I could 100% see New England trading for him. And seeing Belichick go with the like, I'll pay him $40 million a year for two years and then have at him, folks. I and, just, and just run him for 1,500 yards next year. Yeah. That'd be fun. I and think do you think Jackson would say no to him? No idea. I because think you've said things like he just wants to play, he'll play, you know, his, he's a play-first guy. It it seemed like he was the whole year. And I and I and I I tend to believe players when they tell me that they're hurt. I'm funny that way. 
Um, but I think that he really wants that Deshaun Watson fully guaranteed deal. So who would give it to him? No, no nobody. I, I think that the owner, I, I don't think we're going to see another one. I think the owners have colluded and they're saying like, I, I can't believe this happened. And how did we get here? If we, if we do this, we're in danger of becoming baseball, except we're the most violent sport that there is. What the <laughs> hell are we doing? We yeah. can't, we can't be giving out fully guaranteed contracts. Now, obviously the players deserve it, but they're like, I, I, if Pat Mahomes, you don't think there's an one? owner who would be like in the wake of the Hamlin tragedy, be like, you know what? Let's give this guy guaranteed money. To, to, to give Demar Hamlin the money? No, I mean like that 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 there was a seed change in terms of like maybe we are more willing to give guys guaranteed money because we're now more cognizant of the risk that's associated with the game I, that we have. I, I think that they're willing to give a shitload of guaranteed money, but I don't think they're willing to give a hundred million. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The whole contract, five year deals to running quarterbacks. Yeah. You, you know, if Mahomes couldn't get fully guaranteed and I know that he signed before Watson, but no, I, I, I think that the owners are going to do a, draw a line in the sand and say, I, we have no idea why Cleveland did this. We, it should have, that type of thing was precedent setting and there should have been some level of approval that we had to sign off on. Like, like how the, the NBA like stepped in and blocked the Chris Paul trade. Like I I'm, I'm like shocked that contract was allowed to be given. And I don't think that we're going to see another one for a long, long, long time. Um, Giants-Vikings. I was thinking about this. Seasons where you can't, like, sell a t-shirt. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You NFC East champions, NFC champions, Super Bowl champions, right? Like, they're hard to define as like unbelievable, overwhelming success because you don't hang a banner. You don't really remember them. Well, unless you're the Colts. Remember they put AFC finalist up that yes. year. <laughs> yes. In- right. Incredible. Or like this Bears season where you have a revelation, but you also get the number one pick, but you weren't expected to be good. But like the team that wins the Super Bowl, the team that loses in the Super Bowl, will have more successful seasons than the Giants. But isn't it possible that the Giants could lose this game and then the team that like loses in the NFC Championship game or loses in the AFC Championship game, they make it around further in the playoffs, but their fan base would not be as happy or excited as Giants fans would be? Well, why, are you, why are you even stopping in the championship game? Why can't you bring yourself to say Super Bowl? There have been teams you, that I, have gotten squashed in the Super Bowl that had high expectations and 
were expected to win it or had lost one and were searching for that championship. And it because because, caused... because I think that the Super Bowl is it is so like singular and special, and like the two weeks leading up to it. Well, you might think that way, but I don't think all fans do. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying that they do, but I'm, I'm saying for me, like the the lead up to the Super Bowl, you get a you know you get the Lamar Hunt Trophy or the George Halas Trophy. There, you 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 get a T-shirt. You get to- like if the Chiefs were to lose the Super Bowl again, like they did against Tampa, yeah, their fans aren't going to feel as good as Giants fans at the end of the year. See, I don't I don't agree with that. Why? Because the Chiefs kind of looked at this year as a. Correct. Okay. A, tra- a transitional year. Holy Fine. shit. In our down year, our quarterback are so good. People were picking the Chargers before the year. People were picking the Broncos before the year. People said we had the toughest division in football and we set records when we okay. lost Tyreek Hill. Like, I agree so, with that. But anyway, my, my point is basically like the Giants now think they have a coach. They think they have a quarterback. That's the bigger one. And they won a playoff game in a year where they were supposed to have a top five or top ten pick. Like, I think the Giants fans could legitimately stake a claim that they've had the third most successful season. Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl loser, New York Giants. The biggest thing about that game, and you don't want to overreact to a game against the worst defense in the league. Right. But that's what's happening right now. Um. There were a lot of graphics that were shown before the season started comparing the start of Daniel Jones's career to the start of Josh Allen's. And it was largely ridiculed and mocked and made fun of. But when you see the way Jones looks in this game on Sunday, it doesn't seem all that far-fetched. And the thing now is for the Giants is that they get cap relief. They've got to find a way to bring in somebody not like a Kenny Galladay, but a legit guy who makes Jones even better the same way that the Bills made the Diggs trade. That's priority number. That becomes their number one objective this offseason. Who is the player? Who are the players we get? You know, the, the Jaguars spent $105 million on Lawrence Weapons and then made the Ridley trade this year. I mean, they... They they buttressed around their number. Also, I've one. looked a, I've looked a lot into it because of the Bears' needs for it. It's it's an absolutely terrible free agent year for wide receivers. Like Jacoby Myers is arguably the best free agent wide Juju. receiver. Juju, guys right. like that. Juju, exactly. Um, but you could trade for DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. We'll see. We'll see what the Raiders do with Devontae Adams. And if you want to be super aggressive, like the team you're playing this weekend, the Eagles, you call Cincinnati about and T. you Higgins. say, are you guys really prepared to pay Burrow, Chase, and Higgins, or would you take our first-round pick for T. Higgins? Yep. And then you trade a first-round pick and give them $100 million. It's the most expensive way to acquire talent, trading a draft pick and signing the guy. But if you really do think – that you're a number one receiver away. I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one. Now, obviously, this would have been different if we talked and had this conversation a week ago. But because McVeigh's back now, but wouldn't you at least call the Rams about Cup? 
Yes, of course. Absolutely. What's their situation? Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, the, the, I mean, there's a lot of like, uh, what are the Broncos going to do? I mean, I guess Russell Wilson finished a little bit better, but I mean, are they I about- feel like their wide receivers have been overrated for a while now. I know J- Judy's the guy you're thinking of, and I obviously he's better than the free agents. Yeah, that we're talking about, but. I think the Giants have to hope for something or someone better than that. And maybe use their first round pick on a wide receiver too. We'll see, but so that that's it's not a it's not a draft where people think that there's wide receivers in the top ten, but there's always rookie impact receivers. The you know, Quentin Johnson, the kid from TCU, uh USC's got a receiver that people think Jordan Addison. Players. Yeah, Addison, thank you. Um so so yeah, I mean may, maybe you go that route. For them, but I don't know how patient, you know, they're they're gonna be. I'm fascinated in in Daniel Jones's contract because, like, are they gonna are they gonna bring back both? Are they gonna bring back Daniel Jones and Saquon, or are they gonna tag Saquon and sign Daniel Jones, which is what I would assume they're gonna do. But how's how's Barkley gonna feel about that franchise tag if they do that? You know, I mean, how angry can he be when he got top five draft pick money? Yeah. You know. Um, I'm sure he wants the deal, but how angry can he realistically be? I just don't know how many years you commit on guaranteed money to Daniel Jones. Like you decline the fifth year option and then he does this. Obviously they have the great self scout on the guy and Dable would be the one to know. Dable's so impressive, man. So impressive. Like, I wonder. Do you think the Vikings have a Kirk Cousins problem? Of course. Okay. But they've had a Kirk Cousins problem. Like, like, Kirk Cousins, I legitimately thought was pretty good in that game. And they lost it because of their defense. Their defense is pathetic. But the problem with Kirk Cousins isn't, like, prime time. He's won in prime time. It's not that he can't win in the playoffs. It's not that he can't make a big throw in the playoffs. The throw he made to Thielen in that Saints game in the fourth quarter was unbelievable. Like, yeah. I, Kirk Cousins is a good player. But the ceiling is just so low and the margin for error is so slim. Like, how in the world do you check that ball down to Hawkinson late and then after the game be like, eh, I've thrown short of the sticks before and you just let your guy make a play and there was pressure coming. Dude, you got to stand in there and take a hit and you got to, I mean, the play call also was terrible. Like when they showed the, like the dots, of what you know, the dot graphic that's the, all the rage yes, now. The dot graphic. I don't know the better way to describe it. No, I know what you're talking about. Like the one that like Mina Kimes will constantly like send out, or Bill Barnwell. That one. Yeah, the they do dots. like on the CBS feed. They do it as like Romo yeah. Vision, and then like everybody else does it on Twitter. Yeah, but like everybody, like, there were three dudes who were running like 20 plus yard routes, and Hawkinson who was running a three yard route, and they needed nine yards for a first down. Like, where is the eight, nine, or ten yard route? I don't understand why it was like such an all or nothing play call. Um, so I think there were a lot of failures in that moment, but cousins, because of the reputation, will deservedly wear it for choosing the worst of all of the options. I guess the worst option would be the sack, but the second worst option, it was indefensible. But I think there was just more blame to go around than just the check down or just Kirk Cousins, notably the defense. 
I think they should get the guy who was with O'Connell in, in L.A. If he doesn't get a head coaching job, the Broncos defensive coordinator should go to Minnesota next year. That just seems like a slam dunk. Last game to react to. It was the first game. It was a blowout. Started interesting. San Francisco, Seattle. So we can do anything specific you want from the game. You know, I've been saying for, not that this is terribly original, but I've been kind of dismissing Dallas and saying that eight weeks, we are on a collision course for San Francisco and Philly. I still feel that way. But do you think that if Brock Purdy wins, it is a wins the Super Bowl. It is a more improbable story than Kurt Warner. No, I don't. Not even like instantly. No, you're asking me. I mean, Kurt Kurt Warner was stocking shelves in a high V store in Iowa and came out of the Arena Football League. This guy was the last. I understand that, but Warner wasn't draft. drafted. Went to a Packers tryout, got cut, and then was like out of the league and had to navigate his way through the minor leagues of football at the time. Yeah. That's that's the only one though, right? It would be the second most improbable then. It's because it's it's certainly more improbable than Nick Foles. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Nick I mean, Foles, had, in his first stint with the Eagles, actually had a good year with Chip Kelly. Like, it was not yep. obviously sustainable. They made the playoffs. I'm just saying, Brock Purdy was great. Again, threw for three, ran for one, no turnovers. I understand Shanahan. I understand having McCaffrey, who's amazing, and Ayuk, and Kittle, and Matt Line, and Debo, and those weapons, and plug and play in the system and yada, 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 even though he's now looking better than Jimmy G and Nick Mullins didn't look good there. Like we have to be open to the possibility. Well, I Brock Purdy is good. I know, but I think there's a little bit of revisionist history about his performance in that game. I think because he started so bad and finished better, people just are latching on to the way he played the last 30 minutes of the game, which was really good. They scored but 41 points. I know they did. But Danny, uh, their guys are always wide, freaking open. <laughs> it's the it's it's a guy that has watched the Bears passing offense for the last I know twenty years. Is it not frustrating that every guy is wide the f open on like every play? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I mean, listen, I'm not saying he's the biggest part of the reason why they're winning, obviously. But that's I it's a, it's a I just listed it all, right? We I I'm with you on that. I just I can't believe it. I can't believe what I'm watching, dude. He was the last pick in the draft and he he's shredding people in a situation where but I don't think he's shredding people like Mahomes or Burrow, where these are like pinpoint accurate dime throws where your jaw's hitting the floor type plays. He has that pretty sick, like spin out of it, rolled yeah. right through to the back of the end zone. Mitchell, that was a good play. I mean, yeah. that was a that was a really good one. If any other quarterback does that, we're talking about it. I will give him credit for that one. But like 
The Debo Samuel touchdown, it's like pitch and catch, and the guy takes off, and he's gone. I mean, it's I understand, just... but like, but so Kyle Shanahan was getting to a Super Bowl with Jimmy G. Jimmy G got a hundred and something million dollar, $145 million contract. But then he proved to not be very good. But he was winning. And the Niners traded all those draft picks to move up from what, 13 to three to, to take Trey Lance. So like the team that felt like they could win with anybody traded everything to yeah. try to be special at that position. That guy got hurt. Then the next guy got hurt. Then well, the next guy got they're hurt. They're still not special at the position. I mean, he's the of the quarterbacks that are still playing, he's the worst one that's still alive. But he's in the exact right place. And the other thing is, this is uh, this is to Kyle Shanahan's credit. He could have easily with the defense they have gone the Garoppolo NFC Championship game against the Packers route and said we're just going to play defense and hand the ball off to McCaffrey, Mitchell, and our backs and win ugly. And they're not doing that. Like, in that way, I give him total props, and that shows he has confidence in Purdy, and Purdy hasn't given him, an, hasn't given him a reason to not play that way. So that will, that, that will be my compliment for Brock Purdy. Do I still think Big Ben could do better? I'm rethinking that take a little <laughs> bit now. <laughs> but... He is the worst quarterback that's still left, for sure. You think he's for sure worse than Daniel yeah. Jones? Daniel Jones might have been the might have had the best quarterback performance of any guy this weekend. Dak was pretty good tonight. Okay, I'll concede Dak. that because I had the Dak over receive uh, over passing yards prop. Dak Dak was Dak was pretty good. Tom Brady threw the ball sixty six fucking times tonight. I ridiculous. I don't want to get greedy here, but I had a massive same game parlay that I lost because CD Lamb didn't go over 75 yards, which I'm still not really sure how that happened. Six legs, everything else hit. Oh man. Prescott over, Gallup over, Evans over, Elliott under, Pollard over. Lamb over did not hit 68. So that's tough. I lost the same game parlay that was not close to winning and then, but still made money because I bet the under in the game, which came in by half a point. Nice. I crushed it this weekend, honestly. I thought it was going to be a bad beat weekend for the ages when I lost Chargers minus two and a half. And I rallied from that point on and didn't lose another spread bet the, the rest of the way. I went four and two. Nice. I hit multiple live Niners bets. Uh, Are you a live betting type? Are you into that whole Jeopardy James? That yeah, that's like, where your best odds are. Community. I like live betting. Yeah. I also like because I I think that there's sometimes like I kind of just like trust my eye. Oh. Yeah. When you you know what I mean? Like when you're watching the Danny the Parkins eye test. I love the eye test. Yeah. Just like. Sometimes it's tough to know, like you know. I, so I, when did you bet Jags on Saturday? When did you live bet them? I did, did you? No, okay, I didn't. I you know, I have a Chargers future. Cut your losses. Had your bets. Pro- I should have. No, I, I. So that game honestly was, but no, hit 
hit the teaser that I gave out for Giants and Bengals, hit a couple of live bets in the Niners, hit the under tonight, lost a few silly same game parlays. Nice, nice wild card weekend. Accounts are looking flush. But are we doing this Thursday night, right? Yes. It's pretty awesome. Like the top six teams, obviously two with the bye, but then the next four, like all advanced. All the teams that came into the playoffs with like reasonable Super Bowl odds, none of them got upset. Yeah, no stunning upset. You're right. You know, so sets up for pretty marquee matchups um, the rest of the playoffs. And I mean, if the Jaguars are like the, you know, I mean, obviously the Giants, but someone was going to be bad there. It's the NFC, but it's pretty good, man. Pretty good divisional slate and way better weekend of football than I thought it was going to be. Way better. Yeah, after, I mean, really the only, you know, the second half, of, well, tonight wasn't good, but it was weird. Well, tonight was kind of compelling because yeah, of the just Maher missed kicks. And Brady just, how bad can it get for the greatest player? Yeah, you know, so tonight, tonight was compelling. The Niners was an ass kicking and everything else was pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. All right, Danny. Thursday night, brother. All right. Thank you to Spencer Ray, our producer. Subscribe, rate, review. Come on, tell a friend. We're doing this throughout the playoffs. Get the word out there. Tell acquaintances. Yeah, you don't even have to really like them. Like, if they, if someone calls you too often and you're like, hey, they would maybe call me less if they were listening to two hours a week of football talk. Send this podcast to them. He's Andrew <laughs> Philponi. I'm Danny Parkins, first in pod. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.